Welcome to Season 3 of Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. This podcast is part of Grow Me a Story, our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative, and inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. My name is Paul Roberts. And I'm his wife, Carol. As your creativity cultivators, Paul and I will be bringing more special guests to you during the year of 2023 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. This week, we are bringing you episode two of our three-part interview with my cousin and friend and the amazing elementary school teacher, Tammy McMorrow. We left off last week talking with Tammy about some of the ways that her creativity manifests itself. And you asked her if she thinks of herself as a writer. As I recall, she called herself an imposter. Well, we're going to return to that moment this week and let Tammy talk to us just a little bit more about the struggles we can all feel at times when we are trying to share our creativity. Here is episode two of the Dreams and Bones interview with Tammy McMorrow. Writing? Uh, would you say you're a writer? Uh, well, she has a published book. <laughs> I know, but but it, it's the tricky part of that question. That's right. It? it is totally right. I did publish a book, but it's really hard for me to say the words, yeah, I'm a writer. I'm an author. <laughs> I feel like an imposter because it's just, that feels like such a vulnerable thing to say. Uh, yes. I'm a writer. I'm an author. I didn't even mean to write a book. It kind of just happened. Tell us about it. So uh, about 2008, I started a teacher blog. And every Saturday, I did this post about something really important, pedagogical that I believed in. And I would just, I'd pick a quote from something I'd read and I just would share my thoughts on it. And I did it every Saturday for Mm. a couple of years. And I don't even remember exactly what prompted me to say, huh, maybe these could turn into a book. (laughs) I was probably in the shower one night and it was maybe that fleeting thought, you know, that just Mm -hmm. kind of floats Mm -hmm. in the brain and just disappears. Mm -hmm. And then eventually it just kind of stuck with me and I, I decided, okay, I can, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And so I went through the late laborious process of mm-hmm. picking the ones I wanted to use. And then I remember Lori and I took a class from uh, Jim Fredrickson from BSU one summer about writing for teachers and they were all teachers that wanted to publish Hmm. which was a great jumping off point because i knew i had this project i wanted to work on right throughout that week i think it was just a week-long thing i remember him asking us like find a mentor text find the book that you want to write that looks Hmm. like you want Hmm. and i would have never even thought to go there first but it made a lot of sense once he explained that and I, I found the one that I wanted, 
And then I remember working on the introduction and, and just little parts of it. And the very last day we met, I read my introduction and I, Lori probably remembers it better than I do because her memory is amazing. But I, I remember Jim just kind of glowing and <laughs> the proud, the proud papa, the proud teacher. Yeah. They're like, oh, she's doing something good and right. And um, so then from there, I, I grabbed some people to help me, like Lori, to edit. Mm -hmm. And I, re I revised each one. I didn't just like copy and paste because mm -hmm. I didn't feel like just a reproduction of something I'd already done. I wanted to take it and grow it and make it better. So I picked a hundred posts and I revised and had some people helping me edit, couldn't have done it without them. And basically I, well, and then it, it was a matter of figuring out what do I do with this thing? Like who's mm -hmm. going to help me make this come alive? And I tried maybe 13 or 14 publishers mm. and, and always got the, this doesn't quite fit what we're looking yeah. for kind of message. Yeah. <laughs> which I hear is very typical. And I know a lot more people have tried more than 14 times and kept mm -hmm. going. But um, after about 14, I decided to, well, I'm gonna back up a little bit. There was one publishing company that was willing to say yes. Mm -hmm. They had so many things that they wanted me to do oh. that didn't fit my vision and I had to say no. And it was mm -hmm. so hard to say no to a yes yeah. because it didn't fit what I what I had in my mind and my heart. Wow. Yeah. So eventually, with the help of Lori, I self-published, went through Amazon, and it it was a lot of work, but I'm so glad that I did it. And I remember that day when the first box of books arrived at my doorstep and I'm <laughs> like, it's a real thing. And it's <laughs> quite an accomplishment. Uh, I might've sold 400, 500, you know, I still have a box in my <laughs> closet. Um, every so often I think I should probably reread that and see if I agree with myself anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yet, circling back to say I'm an author and I'm a writer is still something that's yeah. not easy to say. Well, uh, you are, you are a creator and that's enough. in in some senses, uh, you need to be, you, you just say it all you want. I'm a writer. Yeah. If I, if I say, Tammy, you're a singer. Do you have the same feeling? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> if I say, Tammy, you are, uh, a piano player is that well maybe a little bit <laughs> somewhere in, somewhere in between uh cammy yes. are you a visual artist huh in some respects i i think of you that way but then i think of all elementary school teachers as they've got <laughs> they've got to be able to do that in in some respects what do you do that is visual art well, my handwriting, I suppose, is a form of artwork. Yeah. I People tell me I should make my own font. And, <laughs> and 
and the way I sign my signature looks the same every single time. And and people will look at my print sometimes and ask me, legitimately ask me, did you type that? Like, no, that's just that's just me. And in fact, when when I'm working with a group of teachers and we're asked to make like a chart mm -hmm. of our thinking, I am your person. I'm the yes. person you put the marker to. And and then when other people other groups are looking at my handwriting around the room, they're like, they're all ooing and awing. Like, how did you do that? Yeah. And it's just it's how my brain works. I no. write straight. My brain is symmetrical. It's just that's the way my brain functions. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can also look at other handwriting and kind of reproduce it. So hmm. the thing I can't do is I, I don't really make up my own. So hmm. that that piece is, is kind of missing for me. And maybe that could come with practice, but mm -hmm. I can reproduce pretty well. And that's the same way, same way with art. Like I can reproduce an art, like a picture mm -hmm. to actually actually come up with it on my own is not always easy hmm. public speaking is an art do you think of yourself as a public speaker yes i with i feel more comfortable with practice hmm. i i am not as gifted as my cousins hmm. at just getting up and and off the cuff mm -hmm. what you guys do but I love to give PD to teachers. That mm -hmm. lights me up. That feels magical. Yeah, which uh, Lori mentioned something that you have been doing recently. Uh, is there a Facebook group that you have established of some kind? Tell us, tell us about that, what that is about. Yeah, I read a math book last year called Building Thinking Classrooms in Mathematics. And it's this amazing way of teaching math on vertical whiteboard spaces around the room and it's kind of taking the math world by storm hmm. and there was this math big math group on facebook based off of the book with lots of teachers in it thousands and thousands and thousands but the elementary presence wasn't strong hmm. and so i said we need one of those and i created one and so we have a, I created the K2, a kindergarten through second grade group based on this math book. And we have over 6,000 people in it from all over the world now. Yeah. And this summer, I'm going to go to Indiana and they're going to have a conference based on this book. And I'll be presenting at that one. And then I was contacted by a gal in Oregon who wants me to be a featured speaker at one of their conferences in Portland in October. Right. So I'll be presenting there. And then uh, there's going to be a conference in August. So I'll probably be presenting there. So I'm, I'm getting these crazy little mm -hmm. opportunities that I didn't really yeah. look for. They're just kind of dropping in my lap yeah. to, to present and I'm really looking forward to it because I really do. I I love teaching teachers mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Teachers can be a, a rough audience at times. So mm -hmm. I, 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 I know because I've been both uh, up front and been one of those audience members probably too. <laughs> so I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah.
Are you starting or currently working on a creative project but don't know what to do next? Do you need someone to talk to? Someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track. This is what Grow Me A Story is all about. Paul and Carol Wollum Roberts, your creativity cultivators, will help you start, continue, or complete creative projects, big or small. Visit www.growmeastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help. Now, back to Dreams and Bones. Tammy, uh, you, first of all, let me say, I don't worry about you getting too big for your britches with all of this stuff happening. You are an amazingly gifted, creative person that I am, am so darn proud to have as my dear, dear cousin and friend. And, and, and I wanted to make sure I, I said that before we got done. We're not anywhere near done, but I just wanted to say, in my own classroom, which I'm a couple years removed from now, in my own classroom, there would be times when I would talk about some of my, my teacher friends. And if I wanted to talk about the best English teacher that I knew, then I would talk about my sister. And I would tell the students about my sister and how amazing she was. And then there would be times when I would say, and I happen to know the best elementary school teacher in the state of Idaho. Let me tell you about, let me tell you about my cousin, Tammy. And we talked about, uh, we talked about flat Stanley at the high school level because of you uh, at one point we, you know, you, you were a regular, uh, a, a regular feature in my classroom especially in my speech class when I would get kids talking about the impact of their elementary school teachers. And, and so, yeah, keep it up. You're doing a great job. Thank you. You're welcome. And it was, it, it was 10 minutes before we, we were getting started and I was thinking about uh, getting to visit with you and I am learning all kinds of new things I feel like about me and sort of consciously going, oh, yeah, that's that's sort of me. But one of the things that I've known for a while is how I, as an introvert, manage a room of people that I don't know. And I manage the room of people that I don't know by finding either the pets or the little kids. And all of a sudden I said to myself, you were one of those kids that made me feel safe. I could, I got to hang out with Tammy when I didn't know what else to be doing with uh, all the rest of the hullabaloo that maybe was going on when, when everything happened. And I realized, Oh, what a safe place you were for me. So isn't that, isn't that interesting? I think that that's, Kind of cool. One of my one of my earliest uh, times of finding a young kid to to hang out. So I think I think that that's one of the reasons why you've been so special to me. So well, likewise, because I always remember you taking care of me during the whole Rodham situation. Oh, yeah. yeah. When all of my cousins, who I love and adore, and my brothers, 
were making fun of me. I, I knew you might have been a little laughing on the inside sometimes, but you were you were taking care of me. And you were always the one that was like, okay, someone in this room is keeping an eye on me. <laughs> That's and, right. And everyone else laughing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, you may not have thought of this, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. What's next for you? You're 29 years in. You're you you're you're very young. You could teach for another 20 years. Have you thought about how far down the road you're going with this? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, and I'm relying on Lori to keep track of my rule of 90 because I can never figure it out. So, mm -hmm. I I think I could retire and when I'm 55, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know because I love to get better at what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And so the thought of stopping and then knowing that I'm not getting better, <laughs> I don't have the opportunity to do it again. Yeah. To do it a better, better this next time, really like, oh, that creates some dissonance with me that I struggle with because I love to learn and I, I'm always reading about my profession and trying to get better at it. On the other hand, teaching is getting harder uh, for a lot of reasons and it takes a lot of work mm -hmm. to uh, help all the, the various needs that are present in my room. So at the age of 55, if I were to retire, I don't think I would just be done i think i would want that next thing i've i've had a couple opportunities to take like coaching jobs over the years mm -hmm. uh, with like state of idaho but the state of idaho bless its heart isn't always very reliable when it comes to jobs and so even though the position would have been really amazing to be part of it wasn't super financially responsible mm -hmm. of me probably to say yes to something like that. But if something like that came down the pike for me at the point where I could retire, mm -hmm. then I can, I can see myself taking a job of like coaching teachers, giving PD, uh, observing teachers and giving them uh, feedback. I love to give feedback as well. Those those two things I think would fill my bucket. I just don't know what that position looks like. Yeah, you're not uh, you're not inter interested in an administrative position uh, in a school. Not at all. Like, uh, yeah, to be in a position to make everyone happy, knowing that there's no absolute way I could do that, does not sound happy <laughs> yeah. at all. I mean, I really uh, appreciate my principal. She puts up with a lot of stuff that I have no idea about mm -hmm. just so that I can do my job. And mm -hmm. that's a heavy burden to bear. So I'm happy to let someone else do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us again this week for another conversation with people who live creative lives. 
Paul, did anything stand out for you as you listened to Tammy this week? Well, you know, when I do the editing for these, I always have to decide what do I leave in, what do I leave out, and I, uh, I was glad that I left in as I re-listened to it the the little personal conversation that Tammy and I got to have uh, about uh, our childhood together. Uh, we have been close for a long time and friends for a long time, and it's just again been very nice to just spend some time with her and talk about some of those old memories of us growing up as kids. As we bring this episode to a close, we would like to thank you for listening. Would you like to see what else we do at Grow Me A Story? Visit www.growmeastory.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter and read our Fertile Ground blog post and find more ways to learn about living a creative life. Be sure to join us next Friday for the final installment of our interview with Tammy McMorrow on your Dreams and Bones podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to Dreams and Bones on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Just search and subscribe to any of these apps on your phone, and you will be notified each Friday when another episode of Dreams and Bones has been published. Thank you.